0: We're building this city one day at a time. Welcome to Grow Lincoln, the program with Lincoln's future in mind. Your hosts are former Lincoln City Councilwoman Robin Eshelman and Dave Albers, two experts in the field of commercial real estate and business development. Now, it's time to Grow Lincoln on the Voice of Lincoln, ninety nine three KLIN. Robin Eschelman, Dave Albers here from the Girl Lincoln team, and are ready to get us updated on what's going on in the business world in the capital city. Robin, good morning. How are you doing? Today? Good morning. All right, Dave. Good morning. Good morning. And uh, Dave, we will uh, start with you right away. This is interesting. A, uh, a a new daycare, but one that's really unique here in the capital city. Tell us
1: about that. Yeah, it's a bilingual daycare that's going in, and I don't know how to pronounce this. Robin, uh, can you help me out here? Los.
2: Uh, Ab- Abahitas?
1: okay there you go uh it's inside the first lutheran church uh north of clock tower shopping center oh
2: i'm sorry south of clock yeah
1: we put down north excuse us that is south Ex- directionally
2: yes. challenged yeah. yep
1: <laughs> yep uh south uh it's a non-profit and it was grant funded so bilingual daycare i'm a little bit surprised that this is the First one that we know of any significance.
2: Yeah, I yeah. asked them about, well, like, what about a Head Start? Well, you know, they may happen to have bilingual staff, but this is set up so, um, like, in the morning, your child attends English with an English-speaking teacher, and then in the afternoon, a Spanish-teaching teacher, so they, it's, a you know, an education.
0: Yeah, I noticed, I drive by this all the time, I noticed the sign that was out there for this, and I was wondering about it, so, yeah. Uh, that's interesting um and this is a non-profit uh non-profit grant funded deal essentially yes, yes. so
2: that you know basically the workforce is able to afford childcare
0: all right there you go so an interesting note there about what's going on there in south 70th street at the first Lutheran church. Uh, all right. Uh, Robin, news on, on Imperial Palace. This what is, do we have here? this
2: is, remember Imperial Palace at North 27th and Vine Street? Uh,
0: remember it. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> been there for ages, well, like right? Decades. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, that's been sold. And according to the county assessor, uh, the new owner is called Splash Realty with headquarters at Thirty nine hundred South Ninth Street. So I, I'm just gonna let people guess what they think this is going to be.
0: At- is that big enough? That's a busy, big place for a car
1: wash, isn't it? It's Man, a- I'll tell you, the, that's the a major intersection. They're able to put this car wash. Well, how squeeze
2: about squeeze the- them in?
1: Yeah, uh, how about how about uh, on 40th and uh, South Street? Right. Yeah.
2: There's uh, some vacant land to the south of Jet Splash that, that you don't really notice. Um, you know, it kind of looks like the parking lot or something. But, yeah, they're going to squeeze something in there.
0: Um, and as for Imperial Palace, they changed a while over to... Imperial Kitchen, right on on uh, North Forty Eighth Street, yeah. I believe. So, Correct. Yeah, that's that's what they are. I mean, that building has has been there. I mean, it's sort of iconic, iconic in that area, yes. you know, yes. because and the, it was the,
2: the one with all the campaign signs. The campaign every, signs yes.
0: are always there, <laughs> yeah, as well. But
2: yeah, um, other and other. Other news with uh, Chinese food, Asian food, Shen Cafe, Um, it was announced in the Journal Star late last night, is going to call it quits. Um, I think they said gift cards are good for another week or two. They're still open
0: until the middle of the month, I think. So Mm -hmm. I was bummed to see that one, but it sounds like you've got some uh, people who have been running it who want to be spending more time with family after this is all over. They apparently want to spend time time at the
2: beach and, Mm -hmm. yes, are going to close. It's a
0: very popular place, so that was a a bummer to see. All right, uh, for people who might have missed the Saturday store uh, show... Uh and, and we've talked a little bit about this here since but uh because we had some news clips on it at the beginning of the show on Monday. But Dave, uh some news broken on the Girl Lincoln Yeah, this we
1: certainly did. Uh Mike Works mentioned to us that that by the Gold's Galleria just south, the area that has been demolished, there will be a twenty three story building going up there with a booth with a boutique hotel. And uh, some condos on top, and some commercial on the lower levels, and
2: also apartments. He's and doing a, yeah. a little bit of absolutely everything. Right
1: yeah, a right little
0: there. bit of everything. Yeah. So twenty three stories. That's um well, give that's tall. In context, is that tall? Okay, that's tall. That's tall. Like, what is roughly the like estimation? US, like, what is like the lead place or U.S. Bank or U.S.
2: Bank Tower? Is that eighteen or nineteen? 19, I, I, maybe 19?
0: You, you used to work I in that used to take there. the yeah, elevator. I, say, yeah. I can't remember. I mean, but. I know that doesn't exactly determine height, but it gives you an I- idea. You, and I, just, I was thinking, you've got these new... The Lead Place project was obviously very tall. The new one in the Haymarket, uh, uh, Steve Glenn's project Lincoln is Bold. Lincoln Bold. That's going to be, I think, in that same range as yes. well, right? Yeah. And so with these three buildings, that's going to significantly change the, the skyline. absolutely in 10 years years. absolutely Um,
2: now in an interesting way um when you think about offices and cube farms and how you can pack in hundreds of people you know this is going to be a lot less intensive use than that would be because you think you think about a thousand two thousand three thousand square feet of office compared to how many people like that are in a hotel room or right or a, an apartment well,
1: certainly certainly a single family it's a lot less
2: people sort. you know in a square foot area so, you know i'd say probably half the cars that you yeah. would have if it was office space so for those of you panicking about parking it's actually a less intensive use
0: than what they've been than what than they than what's before. been in there yeah yeah um man if you've been looking for a place to live downtown your options continue to expand mm-hmm. probably need to have some bucks to yeah. be able to get into these places yeah uh, exactly. a lot of them yeah mr. the ones that we referenced earlier yeah, these are high-end
2: mr works had said that he was he was building out condos in the terminal building at ninth and 0, and those are 350 to eight hundred thousand dollars yeah, yeah.
0: It, it trade. I would. Uh, I would still have to uh, make some money, but it beyond selling my my house in, in <laughs> southeast Lincoln to equal out the small cash. The <laughs> square, the small square feet of living downtown for that whole thing. But but, right. but the demand is there because these developers keep going back to this well.
2: Yeah, people talk about empty apartments. Like where? Yeah. <laughs> you know there aren't any, so yeah. no, we've been behind, um, and of course during COVID got even further behind on constructing housing in Lincoln. For we've been behind for years. So if you missed that show, podcast is out there on the KLIN website, and you know he goes into quite a bit of detail talking about he does the it's, building. It's we all right. We were
0: quite amazed. an interesting I, project. I know I don't want to derail us too much, but can I ask you guys a question? One of the uh, um there was there there wasn't a ton of talk at least front and center in the mayor's race about uh about affordable housing and and making sure those are available but there was a little one of the debates you know I, the the mayor talked about what she had done on that front and then suzanne geist had talked about some of the the regulations that are what she thinks are hindering construction and yes. and so forth what are you hearing that, too? Is that significant? Uh, yes. Where is that coming yeah, from? Yeah, because exactly? it, it
2: leaks over into commercial real estate. So, you know, they, they put these ordinances in place for homes, and then it kind of translates over to, yeah. And I would describe it as death by a thousand cuts. You know, I like yesterday, I had this home builder tell me, the city used to come out and inspect my sidewalk that I'm putting in for a new house right before I pour the concrete. Well, now they've decided to wait till after. So if there's a mistake, you have a tremendous, tremendous cost. And it's, it's that one thing at a time, day after day, month after month, year after year, when you keep changing policies like hmm. that and making it a little bit more, well, we want to do this for safety. Well, who wants to be anti-safety, you know? Right, right. So, so they nod and they say yes and they stamp it and they pass it. And, you know, after decades of that i think i think we're seeing it not just in lincoln but the entire country you finally get to where you just can't afford it anymore
0: mm, yeah uh yeah i uh i went through the process of the inspections when i built a deck i did not know it was, it was extensive as it it's was horrendous i did, I did you got not, an education i wanted to be you. safe but i learned a lot and i got very nervous when i had meetings <laughs> coming up with the inspectors i think i had three or four of them over right. the course of building a deck for right? a deck yeah,
2: and is there a single regulation that isn't well intended? Right. right. Yeah, they are. No. yeah, they are. they're no. making
0: sure my deck doesn't. They're collapse, all well so. intended,
2: but at some point, as a society, we have to start measuring the actual risk.
0: Yeah, as a risk method. against.
2: Do we want to be able to afford h- houses yeah. or not? You know.
0: Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to sidetrack us into that discussion, but I did wonder what your input. I think on it's. That was. A, I
2: think it's actually. You know, the thing that disappointed me about the election was that it seemed like the national political parties were. Driving the debate. Yeah. You know, we're freaking out over a couple different problems that really, maybe if Lincoln wants to continue to be an affordable place to live and a place where we can attract businesses. We got. we've got to get a hold of these housing you're costs.
0: saying there could have been a lot more talk there about could have been more compared. substantive discussion
2: yeah. about how we can be more competitive that
0: uh, doesn't win elections though at least that's what the consultants say no, exactly i don't think all right uh let's continue and move on uh east park a, uh, a a stalwart at East park for a while going to be closing its doors. It sounds like
1: well you're right uh Tuesday morning is going to be closing uh they have been. A uh, uh, business that has been operating for forty nine years not necessarily at that location, right. but the company itself they're closing all of their stores, filing for bankruptcy uh starting on may thirteenth huh. they have approximately two hundred uh remaining stores. Uh, that they're going to end up closing. It was such a random throwback store. Yeah. Was, and by the way, they mean, had, apparently had they stuff. they had little to no, or maybe even no online presence. that doesn't it, surprise me whatsoever. Which is which is something that you know when I was reading up on. But on you this. it would just have the most random random yeah. stuff. We got
0: like a painting we still have in our house from there once. Sure. Um, and and a bunch of decorative
1: stuff and and like that. So yeah, they had kind of
2: odds and ends, leftover things. Yeah. I
1: would call it an eclectic mix of of uh, merchandise. Yeah, and it felt like like I said, like a throwback
0: a little bit. I mean, almost kind of like a Ben Franklin or something like that, but a little bit different. Uh, all right, regional corporate new what news? What do we have there?
2: Uh, White Lotus Development is coming into Lincoln. This is a regional developer, and I'm going to kind of put together some bits and pieces of things you may have seen in your peripheral. Vision as you were driving down, you know, new construction. A lot of projects they're working on here in Lincoln 65th and Arbor which is up near the new camping world up along Interstate 80 they're going to build three build- buildings that are a million square feet and it's going to be kind of like that scooters warehouse that you see in Omaha when you're driving into you know the south yep. par- part of the interstate there and supply chain buildings for companies like Amazon that you know they, that do the last mile delivery just right. in time that's what this is going to be. Yeah, I love it, I was born and raised here, I got it, made. and if I have my way, I'm gonna stay, It will be
0: caught. It's Grow Lincoln, 1499
1: 3 KLIN.
2: Welcome to Grow Lincoln with Eschleman Commercial Real Estate Albers Company and our guest Schneider Construction. We have Andrea Schneider with us. She works for Remax, but she also works for Schneider Custom Homes. Um, and we wanna to talk to her a little bit about building a new house because that's been in the news a lot lately. Um, Parade of Homes is coming up. So perfect timing, perfect guest here. Who, for people who have never built a house before, What is this process like and what do you wish you could like scream and yell at people and say, you you need to know this or you need to do this or you need to be prepared for this? Sure. Well, I think the first step is just identifying that builder
3: that you're going to trust and rely on. So... Um, when people come in, you know, that's my first step is just establishing a trust with them. And if they don't trust me and I don't trust
2: them, then if it's we probably not going to go real well. This yeah. can get difficult. Yep,
3: exactly. And and most of the time when you see bad reviews on builders and things like that, it's maybe not even that the builder was that terrible at what they were doing. It was just the communication and the trust wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And then the whole process breaks down. So, you know, when I bring people in, I'm I'm educating them. On what our process looks like and every builder is going to have a little bit of a different process Uh, we've refined ours over the last 20 years where it's a very um, structured process and i'm going to show people what that looks like and explain it to them and then you know they're going to come in not really feeling like they're going in blindly anymore after they leave my appointment Um, i joke with scott sometimes um the builder, my husband, <laughs> that I I probably educate people so much that then they're prepared to go out and interview other builders and um, you know, maybe I lose some jobs that way because then they go out feeling like they know what the process looks like. But that's the most important part for me. Is
2: that the be a smooth relationship because absolutely it can get stressful. Yep. Um I'm so interested in, you know, we're in this weird time of rising wages but also inflation. Um, what are what amenities are people able to afford these days to put in a new house? What what's the hot new thing? And you know, it, it, it's you you have to pay more to get stuff. But yeah, people still want cool stuff, and right? What, what are the decorating trends and the yeah. trade offs that people are making? Well, I think and, the
3: first trade off you make is is in square footage. So hmm. as costs have risen, and like you said, people still want their tiled showers and their quartz countertops. Uh, so maybe you're giving up a little bit of square footage. And or, doing a
2: smaller house. Yep, yep.
3: Yep. Or dropping that extra basement bedroom that you don't really need. You're just mm-hmm. finishing it because you think it might be nice to have. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, right out of the gate, that that saves you a good chunk of change that you can then put toward upgrading things. Um, you know, when you build with us, you're getting some pretty standard amenities like the tile walk-in shower in the primary suite. And, you know, we have like three quartz options that we consider in budget and then, you know, the sky's the limit with granite and other things. But, um, you know, I I think we try to price in what we think people are going to want. Um, There are uh, builders out there that are, shall we say, in a more affordable price range. Uh, But then you're really just missing out on selections. You might have three wall colors to choose from, three countertops to choose from. Um, You know, it becomes very stripped down in what that custom process
2: looks like. I know the definition of affordable and typical or average has changed in the last couple of years. It has. Yeah. What is now considered affordable for new home construction and what's considered maybe more average, typical, more frequent price that you're going to encounter when building a new home?
3: So I didn't actually look at the exact stat, but I think the average new construction sale in Lincoln was just over 500 last year. Um, if you want to get under 400, you're going to be very, very limited um, in the builders who can do that. Um, if you say you want to be under 300, then I would just suggest that your you know, new construction isn't going to happen for you, unless you're looking for a townhome with no basement, which hmm. is certainly a valid option for people as well. Um, but just understanding that once you start to get into, well, I'd really like to have this and I'd really like to have this and just be prepared to pay over
2: 400. Maybe the average household income in Lincoln is probably gonna have a difficult time with new, because that's what's really changed. And we all know so much of that is panic, you know, the panic buying that went on during COVID and the inflation due to the supply chain, but, Like what, what, what else could we do to, to try to temper that? I mean, in Lincoln, what could we do to try to get those prices under control other than control our emotions? Sure. Sure. Well, I think
3: locally, you know, it's a, it's a deep dive, but to be able to scale back some of the, um, shall we say, regulations that have been put on builders and subcontractors um, it's such a game of incrementalism. And so You know they're trying; they're working on something with sidewalks and some new regulations that they're putting on concrete uh, installers. And I I think the goal is to prevent cracking in sidewalks. But you know, we live in Nebraska, and we have expansive soil, so concrete's going to forever crack. So you know, there's just these little layers of regulations that keep getting rolled out that are only making it more and more expensive. A little more. Yeah, and I and I think that you've got all these different entities that are. They have their different goals as far as safety. And, Isn't and, uh, it often
2: safety? Yeah. And nobody wants to be pro-danger. Sure,
3: sure. But, and you know, you have LTU, Lincoln Transportation and Utilities, who's worried about the safety of the cars driving down the street and how long our our turn lanes are. And, you know, there's all of these things that just layer upon layer that all get passed to the end user, which is that person that's coming to buy that new home. So I think if we could get um, some conversations going and I know H Ball's working on that. Um, Home Builders Association. Yeah, Home Builders of Association of is starting to put up the red flags and say, okay, something's
2: got to change. We've got to question yes. this reg- yep. at some point yep. we're gonna have to question how dangerous is it really sure, to sure. Every, you know, millions of Americans. Yeah.
3: Yep. Yep. And and unfortunately, you know, at this point it's just not stopping. Every every the regulation, time you turn around, yeah, there's it's well meaning oh sure yeah yeah I mean, even when sense. they started yeah they started putting uh passive radon mitigation requirements on every house well that's well-meaning because yes you're trying to um, limit exposure to radon which leads to lung cancer but you know again where does personal responsibility step in let the homeowner choose you know i'm worried about this i'm going to install a system yeah um but you know no we're just going to force it on everybody and then All of a sudden, you know, we've just added another $1,000 to the cost of a home.
2: People don't understand that the regulation is death by a thousand cuts over a long period of time. Yeah. 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 Well, good insights. Um, Thanks a lot for listening. This has been Grow Lincoln with Andrea Schneider. How do we get a hold of you?
3: I can be reached on my cell at 402-429-9300 or Andrea at schneidercustom.com. A homeowner, choose. You know, I'm worried about this. I'm going to install a system. Yeah. Um, but, you know, no, we're just going to force it on everybody. And then all of a
2: sudden, you know, we've just added another $1,000 to the cost of it's, a home. People don't understand that the regulation is death by a thousand cuts over yes. a long period of time. Yep. So, yeah. yep. Well, good insights. Um, thanks a lot for listening. This has been Grow Lincoln with Andrea Schneider. How do we get a hold of you?
3: I can be reached on my cell at 402-429-9300 or Andrea at SchneiderCustom.com.